0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy Coptic New Year. This is the first uh, Sunday of the new Coptic year. And uh, as we're speaking about the beginning of the Coptic year, we're also speaking about the beginning of the ministry of Christ, and actually before Christ began to minister, who is John the Baptist. John the Baptist came, and he preached a message of repentance to prepare the people for the coming of Christ who would come after him. And even he baptized the people... Uh, not a sacramental baptism, but a baptism for the remission of sins as a symbol that they were repentant and and confessing their sins and Christ actually said something about Saint John the Baptist that was very strange and very unique and amazing actually when we when we think about it. He said to him in luke seven twenty eight "For I say to you among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he." So he said about this man, John the Baptist, that he was a very special person, that he was the greatest that was born uh, from among women. Anyone born on earth, he was the greatest. And what was his ministry? Actually, when you think what is the ministry of St. John the Baptist, his ministry was very short. St. John the Baptist's ministry was only a few months. And the amount of work that he did in those, th- in those few months, even though it was great, when you look at his life, you say, well, what was really the, the consequence of his life? He prepared the way of the Lord. He was the forerunner. He was an ambassador of Christ. He was someone who came and, and, and prepared the people so that when Christ comes, they would be able to receive him. So I want to speak a little bit about what is an ambassador of Christ? What is, how is it that we can do? What is it that John the Baptist did? Because obviously what John the Baptist did was enough to qualify him to be the greatest born among women. So how is it that we can also share with him this idea of being an ambassador, of being a person who can prepare the way of the Lord? In 2 Corinthians 5, we read, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is the message of the ambassador. The message of the ambassador is what? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are begging you. We are, we are coming and imploring you, please be reconciled to God. This is the message of the ambassador. The message of the ambassador is one who brings the message of the master. He brings the Master, the message of the one who sent him, who is God himself. What is it that God is, is telling the world? He said, be reconciled to me. And what is our role in this? Because when Christ comes in his second coming, it's going to be too late for the world. We are being sent by God out on a mission saying, tell the people, implore them, be reconciled to me, be reconciled to God. And he says what? As though God were pleading through us. He's uh, he's giving us this image that God is like sitting there, like desiring so strongly that that the, the people return to him again. And he is like assigning and appointing us to do this mission. Okay? So we represent Christ <clears throat> when people are going to come and they're going to judge Christianity and they're going to say, well, is Christianity a true religion or not? Most likely, most people, they don't make this decision based on factual information. They're not going to go and study the Bible necessarily and say, well, based on everything that I've read in the Bible and based on the research that I've done and based on reading all these books and things, I've decided that God exists. That is not usually the way that people come to believe in God. People come to believe in God because they meet Christians, and then they judge. If these Christians are good, if these Christians, they follow what it is that they teach, then they might be interested to learn more about this religion that they practice. But if they look at these Christians, and they find that Christians are hypocrites, and they find that Christians do not do, and do not even desire to do, what it is that they teach, and they simply do one thing on Sunday and live their life the rest of the week in a completely different way, then there is no way that they are going to believe in Christianity regardless of what the books say, right? So we are the ambassadors. We are the one whom Christ sent, and and he's saying, give them this message. We implore you to be reconciled to God. We implore you to be reconciled to God. And so this is the message that we should send. So how is it that we are going to be good ambassadors of Christ, just as St. John the, the Baptist was? He was a good ambassador. How can we also be good ambassadors? The first thing is by teaching the truth. We're always called to teach the truth. In Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So what is it that the words that we should have on our mouth? It should be the words of God. We should be seeking to teach the truth. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That we are always absorbing the word of God. That we want to read it. We want to understand it. And if we don't understand things, we ask, we read, we study. So that we will understand. And then when the word of God dwells richly in us, then we are able to teach. You know, sometimes we go straight to the teaching before we have any, before we are indwelt with this wisdom. And when we try to teach without having this wisdom, it becomes very clear that we don't know what we're talking about, or we find ourselves maybe even falling into heresy, right? So it's very important that we let the word of Christ dwell in us, and then we can teach. And this teaching that we teach doesn't necessarily have to be a popular teaching, right? We're not out to win the maximum number of people by telling everyone what they want to hear, right? Because this is not going to reconcile them to God. Again, remember the, the goal here. Our goal is to reconcile people to God, not simply to fill the church. Right To fill the church, I can fill the church by, by giving away money. I can tell the people, hey, come to the church. We'll give you money. We'll give you gifts. We'll give you everything you want. Just come to the church and the church will be very full. right? But this is not the purpose of the church. Right. The purpose of the church is to reconcile people to God. So we have to send this message and give this message um, to the people. When you When you read about St. John the Baptist and how is it that he taught He by no means tried to dilute his message or to please anyone. This is what he said to the Pharisees. It says what in Matthew 3. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. Why did he say this to them that were coming to his baptism? Because they were not coming to be baptized by him because of righteousness. They were not coming to be baptized by him because they believed in what he was saying. They became, they came to him because they wanted to see what was happening. They wanted to see, oh, who is this man, John the Baptist, and what is he doing, and why is it that people are coming to him? And so he rebuked them, and he told them, brood of vipers. He, he, he spoke to them very harshly, Okay. He did not ever try to dilute his message, which is why he was not very popular. And ultimately, he was martyred with his head cut off because he didn't he didn't give the people what it is that they wanted. He gave the people what it is that they needed. So one characteristic of being an ambassador of Christ is we cannot shy away from telling the truth. Our goal is not to offend. Okay, Our goal is not to offend. But if the truth does offend, this is not our fault. St. Right? John the Baptist, he said the truth. This is the, the truth. Another characteristic of the ambassadors of Christ is courage. In Joshua 1 verse 9, God is saying, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. St. John also was a very courageous man. He was not afraid of what was going to happen to him personally. When he goes and he starts preaching his, his message and he's been very direct with the people and he's not afraid of the Pharisees, he's very courageous you know, he doesn't care if he is at risk to be martyred or killed. It doesn't he doesn't it doesn't matter to him. He simply spoke the truth without fear. And we have to ask ourselves, are we sometimes afraid to stand up for Christ? Are we are we sometimes afraid to speak the message of truth because of what might happen to me? Who might be offended? Who might be upset with me and what would be the consequence? Right? Here, as, as an ambassador of Christ, we are called to be courageous, not to be afraid, but to trusting in God, just as God was with Joshua. He's saying, "What? do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with us whenever we go out into the world. God is with us. God protects us from evil, and God again wants us to give this message. What? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is our goal. This is what we want to, to, to tell the people. Another characteristic of the ambassador of Christ is someone who does good works, right? The true doctrine that we teach, the true doctrine that we believe in has to be accompanied by right living. If my doctrine, which is true, is not accompanied by right living, then there is no point in me trying to teach this. And people will see through me, then this will not be effective. This will actually drive people even further away from God when they see my own hypocrisy. In Titus chapter 2, St. Paul is speaking and he says, And all things show yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned. But no one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. So he's saying let the world see that you are a, that you practice good works. Let the world see that you practice actually what you say that you believe and it is not simply words that you you are saying showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in everything that we do sound speech. For instance if we are at work and we are trying to be a model example of what it means to be a Christian and we want to be able to invite our co-workers to the church and say, come to the church and, and learn about what it is that, that I believe and come and join us in the church. Okay? But if they see us as a person who backstabs and gossips and lies and curses and all these things at work, then why is it that they would be interested to come to our church who you know, we would, we would say essentially, well, what is it that you really believe? You say that you are a Christian and you say that you believe these things, but yet you do not practice it even in your own life. What are some of the things here that, that he specifically pointed out? Okay, He said integrity, right? meaning we have to be honest in everything that we do, even if we stand to lose. I have to be honest. I have to always say the truth, even if it hurts me, even if it is against me in some way. We have to have reverence, always treating God respectfully in both words and action, that I want to always treat God with respect, with honor, that I revere him, that I am humble before him, that I don't treat him casually, that I don't treat the house of God casually like it is any other building or any other place. Incorruptibility, remaining pure in body, mind, and spirit, not being affected by the sinfulness of the world around us. Right? The world is full of sin. The media is full of sin. And we see and consume all of this all the time. How do I remain separate and apart from this? How do I remain pure in the midst of a corrupted world? This has to be my effort. This has to be my struggle of what I seek to attain, the goal of my life. Also, having sound speech, always speaking the truth with, and kindness without vulgarity or lies or disrespect. That my language is always pleasing to God. These are all aspects of speaking the truth, not just having a true doctrine on paper, but actually practicing my doctrine as an ambassador of Christ. It would be like having an ambassador, like an ambassador from a diplomat who is being sent by his country here to the United States to speak on behalf of his his country. And then you find that everything that his country stands for, he himself does not practice. You know, he doesn't want to, you know, have the flag of his country. He doesn't speak the 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 words of like his own president but instead he's speaking his own words like his own ideas right then you would look at this person you'd say how are you an ambassador how are you an ambassador when what you're saying is not really reflecting of what your country wants or what your country believes right so again our role to be ambassadors of christ is to mimic the words of christ that whatever it is that christ says so also we say whatever it is that god wants is also our own will Another aspect of being an ambassador is being humble, okay, is is being humble. We do not seek recognition or praise or gain by being an ambassador. We are are coming actually offering ourselves to you. St. Paul, when he is speaking to the people he is serving, he's saying what? I am ready to spend and be spent for your souls. I'm ready to be spent, meaning I'm ready to be consumed. I'm ready to be, you know, completely disappear in in being consumed for you. Like I am fuel for you to be consumed so that you will benefit, right? Even about St. John, when St. John was speaking about Christ, he said what? He must increase, but I must decrease. Even though St. John had a ministry and St. John had disciples and St. John had, you know, uh, a following. And yet when Christ came, St. John gave everything up to him. He says go take the disciples go take everything and I am just going to remain in prison and eventually be martyred and you take all of this for yourself because this is your ministry I came only to prepare the way for you so as ambassadors we are not here to gain glory for ourselves right we 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 are just seeking the glory only of God and not our own glory and this is important when we are preaching to people you know we're saying I'm not coming to show off my Bible knowledge. I'm not coming to show off like who I am as a person. I'm here to point you to Christ and everything we, we point at Christ. Another characteristic of an ambassador is someone who is faithful. Um, when when St. John was in prison, we read about this in Matthew 11. It says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Okay. St. John continued to believe in Christ even though he was now suffering in prison. Sometimes when we do good work and we are faithful to Christ and then we face tribulations and trials in our life, then we ask God, well, why is it that you're allowing this to happen to me? Well, I was doing good. I was faithful. I was coming to church every week. I was telling people about you. I was obedient to your commandments. I was confessing my sins. I was doing everything. Why is it then if I'm doing all this good work, that you are allowing me to suffer. If I'm doing all these good things, why are you allowing me to be in prison here? St. John could have thought, why is it that I'm in prison now, right? I did everything that you asked me to do, but still the outcome was this. And while we can't answer that question specifically, we can answer that question generally and say, God, God needs us or God wants us to go through suffering to help purify us, to help make us to grow. St. John the Baptist actually lived his entire life without any pleasure. He lived in the desert. He was eating locusts and honey. He, He never had any comfort. And that all that lifestyle prepared him to be this. And ultimately, he was glorified by God in that Christ said about him, there is no one born among women that is better than him. And so... St. John lived this life of suffering. He lived a life where he, he accepted from God so many, so many sufferings in his life, and yet God glorified him. And God used these sufferings to prepare him to be the person that he became. So just because we go through suffering and struggle, it doesn't mean that God has abandoned us. Actually, maybe God is even preparing us to be even a greater ambassador, to be even more fruitful and even more successful um, by going through these experiences. The next uh, characteristic of being an ambassador is someone who prays. In First Timothy 2, it says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. When we pray for someone, it demonstrates the love that we have for them. And when we pray to God and people see us praying to God, they say this person really has a relationship with God. This person actually talks to God. This person you know, knows who God is. But when I come and I pray to God, or sorry, when I come and preach about God to other people, and I keep saying the truth to them, and yet they don't see me praying, they say, well, why are you talking to me about this when you yourself don't have a relationship with God at all? I saw this video of this priest in Egypt who was speaking with an atheist, and the atheist had very, very powerful arguments, and he didn't believe in God. And the priest himself was saying his arguments were so powerful, I didn't even know what to say to him. I didn't know how to respond to him. And so he told them, I'm going to meet you again in one week. And so in that week, he tried to speak to other priests to get advice for them. What is it? How is it that I should answer this person? And he he got answers and advice here and there. But there was one person who told him what the one and most important thing you can do is to pray and ask God to give you wisdom and to give you the words to say so that when you talk to them, you will be able to answer. And so this priest, he said he did nothing but pray about this so so much during that week in preparation for this encounter with this man, because he really, really didn't know what to say to him. And then he's recounting when he had the conversation again, he's recounting how it went. He said, I don't know what happened, but I felt like the words of God were coming out of my mouth and that somehow even though this person used to be so argumentative and, and and fighting and not believing and all this, somehow the way that it all worked out, he actually started to consider what I was saying. And he actually started to believe that what I could be saying could be true. And he looked back at it and he said, this was not because of any human preparation. This was not because I read something that I had never read before or I thought of some idea that I never thought of before. It was simply because the grace of God was working in that conversation and through him to reach him. So the the prayers that we pray and our relationship with God is a very big part of being an ambassador. I have to know the one that I'm representing, right? I can't go in in the world and represent a person that I don't understand, that I don't know, that I don't actually communicate with. Imagine if you had a real ambassador to like a president, for instance, and he never spoke with the president before. All he did was read books about him. He read books about who this president is, his biography, where he was born, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what his policies are, all of this. And he's never once even spoken to the president. And then he goes and he tries to represent uh, the United States in some kind of diplomacy. He wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to actually reflect the policy of the administration because he's never actually spoken to the president. He's only tried to read these facts and information that's written in books. So sometimes we do this, we, we, we read about God, we try to learn and understand about God, but we never talk to God. And because we don't talk to God, we don't understand God, we don't know God. So a very important part of being an ambassador is we are actually bringing the relationship of with God that we have to the other people. That's, that's what we're trying to do. We're saying, just as I have this close relationship with God, I want you to share and to have this as well. And the only way I can communicate this to you is by showing you in my own life this is how this is my relationship and you also can have this so we can't have we can't be ambassadors saint john could not have been the prophet that he was and the greatest among women simply by having read the prophecies he could not he had to have a relationship with god the last point that i want to mention about being an ambassador is we need to have repentance and forgiveness we need to have repentance and forgiveness In Proverbs 28, verse 13, it says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So I have to ask myself, do I admit when I'm wrong? Sometimes we don't want to believe that we make mistakes. We don't want to believe that we are wrong in things. And even if we believe that it's wrong, we immediately look at, yes, but everyone else is also wrong. Uh, Maybe I made a mistake, but you also made a mistake. And that's the reason I did what I did is because you did what you did. How difficult it is it for us sometimes to just acknowledge that we are wrong, that we have made mistakes. And so God never said that we will be without sin. God never said we will will not make mistakes. But he did say, when you make a mistake, when you fall, when you fail, repent, repent and ask for forgiveness. So again, if people see us as being those that are very quick and easy to admit when we are wrong, and we're very easy to apologize when we are wrong, and they know that we are Christian and they know that we are doing this because of our faith in Christ, this is something that's very attractive when people see us actually admitting our faults, admitting our sins. And also we ourselves should forgive others. We should be forgiving of other people, right? When people wrong us, they should, they should see that we are quick to forgive. We don't hold grudges. We don't just hold on to um, you know, our rights or what I think you did to me and I will not you know, have any more relationship with you because you have not come and apologized to me. Right? We should be open to being able to forgive others quickly. So in conclusion, we spoke about several characteristics of being an ambassador for Christ. The first was teaching the truth. We have to have the right understanding of the truth, and we teach it even if it's not popular with the people. We have to do so courageously without being afraid of what might happen to us, just as St. John the Baptist was not afraid of what happened to him for teaching the truth. We must manifest this doctrine through our actions, through our good works in the things that we do in our life. We have to be humble, not imagining ourselves to be better than anyone, but that we consider ourselves to be the greatest sinner and that we are the ones most in need of salvation, most in need of the forgiveness of God. We have to have faith and believe that God really does live with us. We, we have to believe that He is powerful. We have to believe that He is he's allowing the situations in our life for a reason. We have to pray. We have to have this relationship with God. We speak to him. We don't just know about him theoretically, but we know him in a personal way. And finally, we repent of our sins. Whenever we fall, we ask God for forgiveness and he allows us to Uh, be forgiven and to grow and to forgive others as well and all these things help us to be ambassadors just as saint john the baptist was an ambassador and was praised by christ as being the greatest so also we can share this role with him that we do like him that we also are forerunners of christ we are ones that prepare the way of the lord for the individual people that we meet for those who are far from god we we manifest these characteristics and then they will come to know god just as uh, just as the apostle said, is we, he, we, we implore you, when he said, uh, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is a work of the ambassador and we also should be doing this. We are imploring the people, please be reconciled to God and we as ambassadors of Christ are helping to accomplish that. And glory be to God forever. Amen.